Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our peace check-in call. I am excited about this call. I purposefully made our peace practice for the day um, this prayer from the text of A Course in Miracles. In fact, if you have a copy of A Course in Miracles, Candy, or um, just want to reference this later, it is Chapter 5, Section 7, The Decision for God, and then I'm going to be covering Paragraph 5, 6, and 7. So again, that's Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness, Section 7, The Decision for God, and then um, Paragraph 5, 6, and 7 within that section that we'll be talking about today. I mentioned this on our first call, and I just mentioned it again since I'm using the materials from Pathways of Light, which is an organization that I went through to do uh, training from Course in Miracles. And given the amount of interest we've had with Course in Miracles this month, I'm actually thinking about doing uh, group coaching with some of their materials um, in the new year. So I just got to figure out how to do that with them and which ones would be the best But they have about 20, 25 binders. Each binder has a different topic. So today I'm going to be talking from binder 114, the transforming power of trust, um, and do some of the activities in that binder on today's call. So just in case you're interested on that, Pathways of Light, they have great materials. I I really strongly recommend them and love the stuff they put together. Um, Some of you remember my friend Lori. She's been a guest on this call on the series before Lori DeJulian. She also has a set of Course in Miracles materials, which is better if, if the traditional Christian language kind of trips you up, the Holy Spirit and the Christ and all of the traditional language they use, which has different representative meaning. But um, she has a series of lessons also very similar to these binders that don't have that language. So um, I found that some people enjoyed that as well. So in each one of the Pathways of Light binders, they start with an opening preparation and an opening prayer. So when I was going through these binders, uh, and I, Lori was my teacher, what we would do was I would read this opening preparation, and then we would go into our lesson. So I've been doing that on our calls here today. So I'm going to do that again, and this is how it works. I'm going to read a line, and you just... Um, follow or repeat what I say to yourself in your head so that you're also reading, reading the same opening preparation. And I see that how many binders. I think, Holly, I can't remember. I think all the way, if you want to become a minister, I think it was like somewhere between 20 to 25 in total, but they're in different sections. You can just do one. You can do section one, which is five binders, and there's four sections. So I think just over 20 binders total that I did. All right, so let's do the opening preparation. So wherever you are, just uh, take a nice deep breath. I've lit a beautiful peace candle. It smells delicious. I'm sitting in a beautiful patch of sunshine indoors where it's nice and warm. And suggest when whatever your surroundings are, make them what you want them to be. You can be laying on a beach. You can be under a warm, cuddly blanket. In your mind's eye, just be sitting and feeling like you're wherever you want to be in this moment. And then I am going to read the opening preparation. And again, just repeat after me silently to yourself. 
one more nice deep breath. I dedicate this time to healing my mind and awakening to my true nature. I surrender to the source of love within me and let it guide my way. I am willing to be mindful of my thoughts without judgment. I am willing to look at the way I view my life circumstances as helpful feedback to show me where there's still a need to heal my mind. I'm willing to take responsibility for letting go. For letting go of limiting thoughts and beliefs that reflect separation. I am willing to let go of judgments about myself and others. I am willing to see the innocence beyond the circumstances and events. I am willing to quiet my mind and ask my true self to take the lead. I am willing to let go of tension. I soften and imagine my true self leading me to peace. My aware self leads me as I focus on healing my mind. And take a nice deep breath. Now here we are in this beautiful, peaceful place. There's a few things I want to do on today's call. As I mentioned, I'm going to do some reading from um, one of the Pathways of Light's Binder, The Transforming Power of Trust. And then we're going to talk about the prayer that's on Facebook, our, our peace practice for today. And um, I want to share with you how I've used this in the past and some of my experiences with it. Uh, and then we'll open it up for questions and sharing and thoughts you have. And I'm actually going to close the call with a peace meditation. Um, and then right from that place of meditation, I'm going to do a pray rain practice for California, which basically I'll just give you um, prompts and you'll just imagine them, visualize them in your mind's eyes. And um, we'll be visualizing rain pouring down on the hills in California and literally drenching California with rain. Um, But I decided to do that at the end of the call while while we're already in our meditative space. So let me read to you from the binder, Waking Up from the Dream of Separation. This world is a dream. We're dreaming a dream of separation, while in truth, there's only love's oneness. 
In this dream, we have chosen to forget our inner light, our true self. We are dreaming that we are separated from our true self. The dream is like watching an eclipse of the sun. We cover up our inner light and pretend it's not there. We pretend that it is dark and that we are separated from the light that we are. In the stream of separation from love, we feel weak and vulnerable. We feel lost and think that we are at the mercy of an outside world which we have no control over. We become so wrapped up in the stream that we forget it is just a dream. This dream becomes very real to us. In this dream, we experience fear. We don't trust God, other people, or ourselves because we have forgotten so completely. It is now time to wake up from this dream. It is now time to return to the light within us. As you wake up to your true self, you allow your true, peaceful, happy, and loving nature to come out a little bit from behind the mask of separation. At first, like an eclipse, it's just a sliver of light. And as you take away the fearful beliefs of separation, more and more of your inner light shines out from behind the mask of separation. Eventually, the full brilliance of your true nature shines through again and you see clearly. You awaken from the dream as you place your trust in the reality of your powerful inner light instead of the false story of being a limited personality with a body that suffers and eventually dies. Tune into your essence when you want to expand your trust in yourself. Tune in to the fullness of your inner light. Trust that this is the real you. Don't be afraid to dwell in your mind of the united love that you are. It strengthens your trust in your true self and helps release false images of separation. It is only the ego which wants to keep this false separate image around. It wants you to stick to the separate identity to maintain its existence. You awaken to yourself by dwelling on the powerful light within. Focus on it. And with your intent, allow yourself to feel its presence. A world of separation is illusion. Focus on your inner light. Allow yourself to feel its peace and its love. Your true self is patient because it knows you already are at home in oneness, and so is everyone else. In your awakening process, focus on your inner light often to build your trust in the truth about who you are. As you stop focusing on lack and separation and shift your focus to what is true, you know where to place your trust, not on the outer illusion, but on the reality of your inner light. You place your trust in love to heal all things. You let go and you realize only love is real. In A Course in Miracles, we are taught, and now he asks that you think of him a while each day and that he may speak to you and tell you of his love, reminding you how great his trust, how how limitless his love. In your name and his own, which are the same, we practice gladly with this thought. I will step back and let him lead the way, for I would walk along the road with him. And that is from 
the workbook for Course in Miracles, Lesson 155. That last little piece was. So that is a reading, again, from the binders. And the reason I wanted to talk about this today was I love the idea of this eclipse concept and the idea that we are in this moment at complete peace. That is the truth of who we are. So any moment where you are not feeling peaceful in that moment, you are not who you really are. Because who you really are is somebody who is at peace and, and love. And in that moment, you've just forgotten your true self. You're, quote, unquote, out of your mind in that moment. And so when we do the prayer, which we're going to talk about here in a moment, it's just a reminder that, whoops, I stepped out of where I meant to be. I took a little step out. And now I'm just going to come back to who I really am. So there's no need to fix it or analyze it or why did I step out? What's wrong with me? Why do I keep stepping out? This is the eighth time I stepped out today. There's no need for any of that. It's just, whoops, I stepped out. Let me just step right back in. And that's what the practice really is, of the returning to peace. Because uh, there will be things that come up every single day that in that moment, all of a sudden you're fine and then you're just not at peace. This happens to me actually a lot. I know you all have heard about this too. When I'm looking at Facebook, like I'll be in a great mood and I'll be you know, jump into Facebook to post something in our group or whatever. And, of course, by the nature of what Facebook is, there's all these updates and stuff, and I start going through them. And eventually I'll, like, hit one that I'll just be like, oh, man, this person's, like, doing really well. And, like, well, what am I? They have a program about – this is, like, their eighth program they put out this year, and I'm still talking about the first one. Or, and often and boom, just I was perfectly fine, and now I'm out of peace. And that's in that moment where when you catch it, which sometimes is much later, right? Sometimes you catch it right away. Sometimes you've been dwelling in that for 15 or 20 minutes before you realize what you've done. And in that moment, you can say, I, I would choose to see peace instead of this, or I choose peace, or just come back to peace and know that all those insecurities, all those thoughts, all that craziness, that's not real. That's not the real you. That's the hijacked version of you that just went down some crazy storyline. That's not helpful to anything. So that's really um, what this practice is. And I love that with the idea of the eclipse because, as you all know, in ancient times when there was the eclipse, there was an idea that the sun was gone, right, that it just disappeared. And as we as science have learned more and more, we understand that the sun is not gone. It's just covered up in that moment. There's none of this huge fear of, like, I hope the sun is going to come back again. It's just a natural process. And just because we can't see the sun in that moment doesn't mean that we stop and go, oh, no, the sun is gone forever, and why is the sun gone, and what can we do to make the sun disappear, and what should we be doing? But there was a time where people did that, where that was normal behavior. There was prayers and, you know, repentance and all kinds of stuff to make the sun come back, and then as the sun starts to reappear a little bit at a time, people start to feel relief. So I liked that analogy that they used for that today. And really, um, when we do the meditation, too, we'll talk about the awakening process. There was was a line I said, in your awakening process, focus on your inner light, often to build your trust in the truth about you. And that's kind of what we'll talk about here in the meditation, about the idea of that peaceful you. That's the real you. And it's constantly there. And there's nothing you need to do to be that person. You, You already are that person. What we're doing here is choosing to remember 
the truth of who we are instead of focusing on everything else that we've made real instead of the truth of who we are. So that is waking from the dream of separation. And from here, actually, let me pause for just a second to see if there's any questions or comments before I go into um, the prayer, which is Chapter 5. Thoughts, questions, comments? Anybody in chat, too? I've got chat open. All right. I assume you all loved it. All right. So let me talk about the decision for God. And, of course, if you all have questions, feel free to put it in chat, and we'll talk about some of the stuff after, too. So now I'm going to read to you from uh, from the text of A Course in Miracles. And I know most of you are a little bit familiar with A Course in Miracles, but for anybody who's listening to this and is not, Course in Miracles has three different uh, books within it. So there's the text, the workbook, and the manual for teachers. So some of the lessons we're doing this month are coming, they're workbook lessons. So I'll tell you which workbook lesson you can read them and do the practice, some of them are just five minutes a day, some of them are five minutes every hour um, to do the practice. But those come from the workbook. This is from the text, and I'm reading um, from Chapter 5 of the text, which is called Healing and Wholeness, and Section 7, which is the decision for God, and then Paragraphs 5 and 6, and then Paragraph 7 is the actual prayer, which I posted in Facebook today. And I will post another picture of this, the one that I actually have saved on my phone as well. It might be an easier picture to save on your phone, but I strongly recommend saving this prayer. I refer to it all the time. I have it, a printout of it on, um, on the back of my door where I can see it, and I just keep reminding myself to come back to this prayer. And, you all, this has worked so much. Just saying it, all you have to do is say it, and miracles start happening. It's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing prayer. There's been numerous times where I've been upset because it is so beyond clear and beyond obvious that somebody did something nasty to me. And I'll say this prayer, and then all of a sudden, that person, like, somehow I'll get a communication, and it's, like, such a huge misunderstanding. And I'm like, how is this po-? Like, I was so sure. And just saying this prayer, it's like it, it literally changes the scenario so one of the concepts, one of the spiritual concepts is there's no such thing as uh, time and space. So when you say a prayer like this prayer, what you basically do is you, it's almost like doing a redo. You go back and it's like you recreate the entire situation to go a completely different way than the way that it actually went. Because time and space is not real just by saying this prayer. It's, it's like it didn't happen. Like you can just redo it again. So, uh, I've definitely used that when I've been upset. Sometimes <laughs> I use this the most, <laughs> which is why I have it bookmarked, is when I do something stupid. Like there, like when I send an email or when I get angry at someone and, you know, even if I haven't point blank told them that I'm mad at them, I was kind of like snippy or rude or obnoxious. You guys know what that's like when you, like in the moment, you know you're kind of being obnoxious and then, but whatever, you're so angry you don't even care, you're so annoyed, whatever. And then you walk away and you do one other thing and then you start to feel that horrible sense of guilt, like, oh, 
like, gosh, like, why did I have to behave like that? I was just upset in that moment. Like, why did I not control myself, blah, blah, blah. That is when I use this prayer because I call it my undo prayer. And the minute I say it, whatever I did just didn't happen. Like, it just has disappeared. Whatever mistake, however I behaved, however mature I was, this prayer will just literally erase it as if it never happened and have some good outcome come out of it. Um, And that is really where I use this prayer 99% of the time is when I'm feeling guilty about something I said or did and realized after the fact. And I did it. Like, it's not like an accident type of thing. It's like, yeah, no, I really just wasn't my best, most loving, kind, kindest version of me back then. I'll say this prayer to undo the consequences of my decision. So um, I'm going to read you to the two paragraphs leading up to this prayer. And uh, I love your message in chat, Karen. Thanks. It is, this prayer is a game changer, which is why I strongly recommend. I had it for a long time. I had it as my background on my phone. And then um, once I had it memorized, I took it down as a background on my phone. But I still have people, <laughs> I still know people that I suggested they do the same thing, which this is the background on their phone. It's that big of a game changer. All right, so chapter, um, paragraph five in five, seven. Whenever you are not wholly joyous, it is because you have reacted with a lack of love to one of God's creations. Perceiving this as sin, quote-unquote sin, you become defensive because you expect attack. So I'm just going to stop there. So whenever you're not wholly joyous, it's because you have reacted with a lack of love to one of God's creations. So it's saying that the reason you're not at peace, the reason that you're not feeling joyous is because you did something to somebody else that you know did not come from a place of love. You know that you purposely were not in a place of love when you did it, and that's why you're lacking your joy. Then the next sentence, perceiving this as sin, you become defensive because you expect attack. Sin in A Course in Miracles means to miss the mark. It's an archery term. It means to miss the mark. So that's why they have the word sin in quotes here because it doesn't mean to do something wrong. It basically means because you know that you didn't deal with somebody in a, from a place of love in the most loving way possible, you think that they're now going to do something to get you back. They're going to attack you back because you came from a place of not love. Now they're going to do something that comes from a place of not love. And that's where the fear sets in, the guilt, all of that. That's where that comes from. So the next line, the decision to react in this way, to be fearful, the decision to react in this way is yours and can therefore be undone. It cannot be undone by repentance in the usual sense because that implies guilt. If you allow yourself to feel guilty, you will reinforce the error rather than allow it to be undone for you. So again, fearing attack, you start to feel guilty and then you want to do something to protect yourself but, but, but what the Course is saying is you don't need repentance because repentance implies you did something wrong and you're guilty and need to be forgiven. We don't want you to go down that road. Instead, what we want to do is this undone, undo, press the undo button, control Z this whole situation. So that was paragraph five, going to paragraph six. Decision cannot be difficult. This is obvious if you realize that you must already have decided not to be wholly joyous if that is how you feel. Therefore, the first step 
in the undoing is to recognize that you actively decided wrongly, but can just as easily actively decide otherwise. That's not what it says, but can as actively decide otherwise. I threw easily in there. Be very firm with yourself in this and keep yourself fully aware that the undoing process, which does not come from you, is nevertheless within you because God placed it there. Your part is merely to return your thinking to the point at which the error was made and give it over to the atonement in peace. So basically go back to this point where you decided wrongly, quote unquote decided wrongly, and hand this over to be transformed from a place of peace. Say this to yourself as sincerely as you can, remembering that the Holy Spirit will respond fully to your slightest invitation. Again, in A Course in Miracles, the term Holy Spirit is described your connection to God. So that is how that term is used. So when you say this prayer, you're handing it over to your connection with God, knowing that even the smallest, tiniest step of you handing this over will be met with a miracle. So a lot of times um, the things that we do in A Course in Miracles, we do a little bit through gritted teeth. Uh, Marianne Williamson, when she talks about this, says if you haven't thrown this book across the room a few times, you haven't really read it. So there's a lot of this, which is forgiving and letting go and coming from a place of love, and it all sounds fantastic. And sometimes in that moment, it's the most difficult thing to do is just to say, I release this and allow a miracle to come in its place. It's more fun sometimes to hold on to our anger. So that's why the last sentence here is remembering that the Holy Spirit will respond fully to your slightest invitation. Taking the smallest step will reap the same level of benefits. And now the actual prayer. I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God for me. When you say that prayer, you just simply hand the situation over and allow the miracle to come in. So again, this is, especially if you're feeling guilty, anytime you are not feeling at peace is a good time to use this prayer. You saw how quick that was. It only takes a couple seconds to say it. And again, we're reinforcing the fact that we made a decision. We're not at peace because we made a decision to be upset. That's not the nature of who we are. The nature of who we are is someone who's at peace. So whoops took a wrong turn, went down the upset, not at peace, frustrated, angry, whatever road. No big deal. I decided wrongly because I'm not at peace, so acknowledgement of where I am right now. Then acknowledgement of your own personal power. I made the decision myself. And because I'm the one who made the decision, I can also decide again and decide otherwise. That's your personal power over here. And then your choice. I want to decide otherwise because I'm choosing peace. I want to be at peace. That's the most important thing to me. So I'm willing to make a different decision so I can get back to my true nature, which is to be at peace. And then the next line, I do not feel guilty because I know the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let him. And this line basically means I don't feel guilty because I know that if I ask for help, 
if I ask for my connection to my higher power to take over and do the situation, it's literally going to undo the whole thing. It's going to fix it. It's going to be as if it never happened. So I don't have to sit here and feel guilty about, oh, gosh, I was rude to that person. I hurt this person. I don't need to do that because I'm going to just undo it. This is for the undoing of. So there's no need to feel guilty. And again, remember from what we read, when you feel guilty, you just reinforce the situation. You reinforce the thing that happened. You make it bigger. You give it a story, putting more energy on it. So uh, feeling guilty, which is what we've been taught, oh, you did something bad, now you should feel guilty and you should apologize. It's the same opposite. It's like, you made a mistake. It's okay. No problem. We're just going to undo it. So no need to feel guilty and expand and give more energy to that lack of love. And then the last sentence is your permission to let go. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God for me. So I'm allowing this connection, the connection between all of us, the Holy Spirit, I'm allowing him to turn this into the situation that's the highest possible benefit for everyone. So when you say for God, for me, it means I don't really know what the right, I don't know what the outcome should be. I'm not the one who knows that. But there is a higher order of things that knows exactly how this can be uh, transformed to be of the greatest good to all. So I hand this over for that transformation to take place. And so that is um, the prayer in today's practice and my invitation to you all is to save this and make this, uh, just use it. I mean, use it, especially if you find yourself getting frustrated or upset, anything other than peace, use this and just watch what happens. You have your own stories from, um, from this prayer and what comes from it. All right, so I want to take a pause here. Questions, comments, thoughts, and talk about anything you all want to talk about. Then I'm going to transition us into our meditation and our pray rain. So you can ask questions on anything we covered today or just any of our peace practices or anything you all have been noticing as you're going through this month, anything anyone wants to talk about. And I'm also in chat, so we can put stuff in chat. I'll leave it out as well. Um, now, this is Karen. Um, hi, Karen. I just, hi. I'm glad you brought this up again. It's been a long time since I read A Course in Miracles, and I need to get back in it, obviously. Um, this prayer has saved me from so much grief. And when it talks about undoing the situation, it seems kind of weird to hear that the first time you hear it. It doesn't make any sense. How can it be undone? But you know what? It, it doesn't. I don't know how, but it does work. And um, it gives you a sense that it's okay. And then the guilt is gone. I mean, it really works. You just have to do it. And if, the more you practice it, of course, the better it gets. So. It, it's, it's an amazing, amazing prayer. And that's cool. Thank you for sharing your experience with it. Because I, you know what, I went through some of the stories I've had, like of, of the things that happened. And this is what I say to all of you about the miracle stuff. It, it's hard to explain a miracle to someone else because it's yeah. something where you know for a fact. You're like, I'm, I've gone over these facts so many times. Like, there's no way that that outcome was possible. And then it <laughs> happened. But they're like silly things. Like, you explain to the male, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, well, that's cool. And I'm like, wait, but no, but you don't get it. Like, it was, like, there was no way that was going to happen. So 
I love that you're sharing you've had that experience with it, too, because it literally is like it just didn't happen. Yeah. Something else takes its place. Thanks, Karen. Mm-hmm. Sure. Other thoughts, questions, comments? I just wondered if anybody else has done this, has been through this Course in Miracles and used this prayer with, you know, I just wanted to see if there's anybody else out there that has done this and see how amazing it is in their life. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have a lot of folks who study the Course in Miracles, but maybe not focused on this specific prayer before. Okay. <laughs> Are there questions or comments, other thoughts about the peace practice or about this prayer or about anything, the eclipse analogy? All right. I know some of you all are at work. (laughs) So you'd have to, like, ask your question and making it sound like, a TPS report or something like that. I get that. Thanks, Lorna. Lorna says she loves all of the prayers from A Course in Miracles in chat. All right, so I'm going to walk you all through a guided meditation. And at the end of the guided meditation, we're going to um, pretend that We are getting drenched in rain. We're going to see California drenched in rain, and we're going to spray rain in this. So I know some of you all are at work, and it's um, a little bit hard to have your eyes closed. And just know that your intention when you do these meditations, even if you can't fully sink into your chair and and let them all in, uh, know that your intentions still uh, get heard or get processed, even if you're not. 100% 100% in it. And then this might also be a good point to come back to. We're about halfway through the call. We're at uh, 30 minutes through the call. This might be good to come back to here to actually closer to 37 minutes through the call um, to come back and, and do this when you have when you have time and you can close your eyes, especially this one. I love, love, love this meditation. So, all right. So for anyone who can, just nice deep breath and uh Bring your, this is one I like to do, bring your shoulders up to your ears and then drop them down back. You're pulling your shoulder blades together and bring them back up to your ears and drop them back so you're pulling them together. And then just give them a little shake, a little round and just loosen up your shoulders. And then wherever you are, just imagine yourself really sinking into a comfortable seat. could be, again, you're just using your imagination. If you are someplace where you can physically do this, it's even better. But just imagine yourself really sinking into your favorite chair or a nice sofa or your bed, wherever it is that you get that nice sink-in, deep, supported, loving feeling. And then as soon as you're ready, just go ahead and close your eyes and just allow a wave of relaxation to go through your body.
with each breath, you just relax and let go. Gently moving into a feeling of pure peace. With your next breath, your body relaxes even deeper, letting everything become loose as the tension just melts away. In this nice, relaxed place, take a nice, deep, healing breath, knowing that as you breathe in, your cells are just taking in all the healing, loving light that they need. You allow yourself to just feel very peaceful. Your eyes are relaxed. Forehead is relaxed. Scalp is relaxed. Your jaw relaxes, even your tongue and your mouth just relaxes. And this feeling of relaxation slows down as your neck relaxes. Now your shoulders. your arms. The relaxation wave just continues down and you feel all the tension just melt out and exit through your hands until your hands too are completely relaxed. And your chest relaxes. Your stomach softens. Now your legs begin to relax. Your thighs just relax and melt into wherever you're sitting. Your knees relax. The rest of your legs relax all the way down to your feet. All the tension just draining out of your feet till even your feet are completely relaxed. And with each breath of relaxation, the feeling of peace gets stronger. And as you feel peace, you imagine yourself in a shower of light. The white light takes you deeper and deeper into your own awareness. It feels wonderful. And you allow in the light. Just breathe. And as you breathe, more light comes in. The feeling of peace becomes even stronger. As you become aware of this wonderful bubble of peaceful energy around you, 
You can sense the feeling of unconditional love for you exactly as you are at this very moment. You know that this is the love that can heal any confusion or pain or distress in your life. Direct this love right now to any area of your life which could use a little extra love. As you focus on love and you feel the light essence of love in you, you gently allow your bubble of peace to get bigger and bigger. And you feel greater and greater trust in your higher self. You feel relaxed and at peace. Now in this expanded level of trust, you see a door in front of you. It has a sign on it that says, The Awakening Room. The Awakening Room. You see the sign. When you're ready, you open the door and quietly step inside. You see a huge viewing screen in this room. You see a nice, comfortable chair. You walk over to that chair and you sit down. And you hear an announcement saying that you are about to see yourself as you truly are, taking away any veils of your limited thinking. You are about to see your true radiance, your true inner light, your true being. And as you give yourself the permission for this veil to be lifted, gradually the light essence of who you really are is shown on the big screen. Take a minute to see this image. Really take it in. The true you, the peaceful you, the loving you, the you in this moment that is complete. As you look at this image, you find yourself being drawn into the beautiful energy. You feel yourself blending with it. You feel the peace and the love. You feel the inner strength and the confidence. You feel the feeling of being light and free. And it's such a contrast to the heaviness of worry or doubt that was in that dream, the dream that you have awoken from. It feels safe and expansive 
radiating and giving. Deep inside, you know that this is you. You are home. You accept and acknowledge the radiating star that you are. And you rest for a moment in the wonderful feeling of it, just taking it in. Take a moment now to connect with this image, just taking it in, knowing it is the truth of who you are. And gently say to yourself, I remember. I remember who I really am. In a moment, we're going to come back to where your physical body is. But this connection with who you really are, it's always here. This is the real you. You bring it everywhere you go. So as we start to come back, just keeping your eyes closed, hold on to the awareness of your true self while at the same time becoming aware of where your physical body is sitting. And keeping your eyes closed, just become aware of any noises around you any sensations, move your fingers and your toes, fully come back into your physical body while still mentally holding the image of the true you. And with this remembrance of who we are, we use our individual power as well as our collective power to bring into being rain. We know that there is a part of the United States right now covered in wildfires that continue to burn with winds that continue to spread these fires. And right now we focus on the feeling of rain. We start by just feeling a few raindrops on us. One just fell on your head. One just hit the tip of your nose. You look down and you see that one flat landed on your foot. And as you're looking at this raindrop, all of a sudden a few more appear. you start to feel the sensation of the rain coming down right on top of you. And since you know you have the miraculous ability to become dry in an instant when you want to, in this moment, you just allow yourself to be drenched in the rain. Nice warm rain. Like a rain bath on your body. 
And as this rain comes down, you may find yourself dancing like I am or laughing. Just see yourself playing in the rain. What are you doing? Are you jumping in puddles? Are you singing? You put your head back and try to catch some drops in your mouth. Feel the rain dripping down your hair. Feel your skin covered in the wetness of the rain. Now we see this rain just slowly spread. It spreads from where you are and you're dancing, having fun in the rain. And it just in an instant, in your mind's eye, without any effort whatsoever, spreads to the state of California, Santa Barbara County, Los Angeles. All of a sudden, the clouds just get there. They move in. They're heavy with rain, and the rain starts just pouring down. And you can see it. You're right there. You can feel the rain coming down. You see the rain fall on the hills, the ocean. And you see the places, the places where it looks like there were fires, but the rain is just coming down so quickly, so strongly. You can't even quite tell if that's where the fire was or not. Anything you can see is just rain, 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 rain all around you. And the rain just starts coming down harder and harder. And you see the ground just taking in the rain, the trees, the flowers. Everything's just soaking in this rain. You see that this rain is such a blessing. Just continues. More and more rain. And it's the perfect amount, too. The rain's getting easily soaked in. There's just enough extra rain. Not too much. Just the perfect right amount. Now in your mind's eye, the entire state of California covered with rain. And everyone's outside, and they're all dancing in the rain. And you're there, and they're there. And everyone's just stopped and is enjoying the rain. Everyone's feeling it coming down. No one's in a hurry. No one's trying to look for an umbrella. Everyone's so deeply appreciative, laughing and joyous that the rain just continues to fall easily and effortlessly. And as much as you hate to leave this fun dance party, you tell your friends in California that you'll see them later. And just as easily and effortlessly, you transition back to where your physical body's sitting. And as you transition back, you go through 
the miraculous drying process so that you're back to where you started this meditation, nice and dry, comfy and cozy, with the memory of your rain dance, with the memory of watching a movie in the awareness room, and with the reconnection to the truth of who you are. And a small smile just spreads across your face you remember all of the fun you've had past 10 minutes or so. Your heart's filled with gratitude for this wonderful journey. Gratitude for your friends in California. With that, you take a nice deep breath. Maybe a stretch with your deep breath. Wiggle your hands and you wiggle your toes. And slowly and gently, whenever you're ready, you open your eyes and come on back to the call. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for playing rain with me. I appreciate that and watch the weather reports, see what we created here. So that is it for today's call. I kind of feel like closing us off in that lovely space, Um, but I would love to hear what your experience was like with the meditation, Um, if you got to do it, or even if you're listening to this recording later. So uh, if you get a chance, drop me a line. I'll actually stick it on Facebook. That might be easier. I'll I'll stick it on Facebook, but... um, to share with me what that was like for you. I actually was reading a part of it, but was able to get into it. Um, and I'm just, I'm feeling completely relaxed and I just really enjoyed that. So I'd, I'd love to hear from, from some of you as to what that experience was for you. And then a couple of reminders, we're not quite halfway through the month. We've got more peace practices coming up. I put in the email that, a number of our practices that are coming up are going to be an actual lesson from the workbook in A Course in Miracles. And that's A Course in Miracles does use traditional Christian language. So today, you notice on today's call, I translated um, the intention of what some of the words mean. And if you find yourself reading any of this or hearing any of this and having trouble with any of the words, please do reach out or post on Facebook. Like I said, there's a number of people who are students of the course that can answer those questions, please do that. And if you have not signed up yet for our end of the year fun party on December 28th, please sign up. Uh, all you got to do to sign up is send me an email at amina at fresnelconsult.com, F-R-E-S-N-E-L consult.com. And last but not least, I have another call tomorrow, same time, different day tomorrow, at GVU, where I'm going to talk about uh, tips of a master manifester. So would love for you all to join me there. So take this lovely rainy meditation and your connection with your true self into the rest of your day and the rest of your week and the rest of your month. And thank you all for joining me. And I can't wait to hear about your experiences uh, with us when you want to share with me. I'd love to hear it. Thank you all for being here, and I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you, Amina. Thanks. Thank you, Amina. Bye. Thank you. Bye.